G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You will know that the New South Wales state election is rolling around quickly. It's on at the end of March and there are Christian-based candidates who are wanting to speak into the governance of New South Wales. We're checking on some of the issues once again today with Family First backed independent candidate for the New South Wales Upper House, Lyle Shelton, a name who is well known to every listener. Lyle, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Good to be with you again. Lyle, just late last week, the New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet uh, has released some detail about his stance, the Liberal stance, on the conversion therapy bill that's been introduced by Alex Greenwich. I wonder if you've got any thoughts about his overall position on uh, on the conversion therapy issue. Yes, well, Neil, this is a very dangerous piece of legislation. Uh, it all sounds fine to be uh, not forcing and coercing people into changing their uh, practices, but uh, that these sort of things that Alex Greenwich, the uh, proponent of the bill, puts forward, they don't even happen anymore. No one forces gay people to stop being gay or anything like that. That just doesn't happen. There's no electric shock treatment. But what this bill uh, likely does do, because Alex Greenwich has said it's modelled on the Victorian legislation, is it will have provisions in there that um, prohibit a parent from even having a conversation with their own child about any gender confusion that they might be having. And if a child is wanting to go off to one of these harmful child gender clinics and have puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, or even surgery, if a parent tries to stop that, they could go to jail uh, for up to 10 years under this bill. So it's very disappointing and very concerning that the Premier of New South Wales, Dominic Perrottet, from the Liberal Party, uh, is supporting or giving in principle support to Alex Greenwich's bill. No doubt there's more debate on the way because it's not law yet, but uh, you might assume that a Liberal leader in a different state uh, to Victoria under Dan Andrews might be wanting to take uh, almost a diametric approach, but that's not the case. There's a real appreciation or endorsement for the similarities from Victoria. That's right, um, Neil. And I think this is where we've got to, as conservative Christian people, um, as, as probably many of your listeners will be, and, and I certainly am, You know, we've often thought of the Liberal Party as less bad than the Labor Party. It's normally the left of the Labor Party that's driven these sort of radical social policy issues. In this case, it's a former same-sex marriage activist, Alex Greenwich, an independent member. But nonetheless, it's been picked up by the Liberal Party, just as uh, abortion was picked up by the Liberal Party in euthanasia uh, and facilitated through the parliament. It, it's no longer the extreme left that's facilitating these things. And uh, this is the shift that's occurred in our politics. We've now got a Liberal Premier who professes to be uh, a a practicing Catholic and a family man uh, facilitating 
legislation which could put parents in jail who seek to try and avoid their children falling in the in the clutches of these gender clinics. And Neil, the legislation in Victoria, which this is based on, also criminalises prayer. If someone comes to a priest or a pastor asking for prayer for unwanted same-sex attraction or unwanted feelings of gender dysphoria, uh, they could also be put in jail uh, just simply for responding to a cry for help. This is very dangerous legislation. It's not what it seems. And uh, the Premier, sadly, uh, should not be backing it. Uh, It sounds like you're suggesting that the Liberals in New South Wales are likely to just wave this one through and uh, there might be some precedence uh, for this happening, as you say, on other significantly moral issues that Christians particularly are absolutely concerned about. And certainly when you talk about uh, jail for mums and dads and criminalising prayer in Christian churches, uh, that ought to be ringing alarm bells. But you've had a look at this bill and does it have those sorts of uh, elements in it that will really certainly ring the alarm bells in the hearts and minds of Christians? Well, well, Neil, the Victorian legislation, which is an act, certainly does have those provisions. Now, I went to Alex Greenwich's website looking for a copy of his bill. He says he's released a draft. I can't find it anywhere. But he is saying in the media that this legislation is based on the Victorian model and also similar legislation in Queensland and ACT. The Queensland legislation is terrible. It's not quite as bad. It doesn't criminalise parents in the same way, but the Victorian legislation does. And Alex Greenwich is saying it's based on the Victorian legislation, so I have to take him at his word, and the Premier should take him at his word and shouldn't be backing this sort of legislation. The Liberal Party should be running a mile from this, but as, you, as, as, as we've just discussed, they have held the gate open for a raft of terrible social reforms in this time of Parliament, including abortion to birth and including euthanasia. And Liberals were some of the biggest champions of these issues. So the ground has shifted. Um, Unfortunately, the Conservative side of politics can't be relied upon to be the Conservative side of politics anymore. Lyle, you mentioned the Premier's faith. He is a Catholic. He's Christian. And when there's a disconnect with personal values around, uh, you know, religious... uh, uh, When there's a disconnect between those things that we hold to by our faith, those things we understand to be true, when there's a disconnect with our own personal values, that also, that's another alarm bell ringing, isn't it? It's a big alarm bell, uh, Neil. And look, this goes to the brokenness of our politics. And look, I've been... Uh, a political activist for 20, 25 years, and I've seen this over and over again where good people and Christians get into Parliament with all these uh, high principles, Christian values, family values, but uh, the system uh, does have this way of corrupting people and uh, sucking them in. They drink the Kool-Aid, and suddenly they're making... Well, perhaps not suddenly, but over a period of time, they're making compromises and find themselves compromised and no longer stand up for the things they once knew to be true and good and beautiful and no longer defend those things because uh, politics has this way of causing people to become very pragmatic. They do deals to get things done. And uh, it's a very, um, look, it's, a, it's, it's, it's just not uh, an environment <laughs> that is, that is uh, truthful. And um, sadly, we need people who have got strength and backbone in our politics and know what they believe, why they believe it, and have moral fortitude. And sadly, those sort of politicians are, are few and far between. We're putting the boot into the Premier here, but uh, what about the Labor Party? Where does Chris Minns stand on Alex Greenwich's bill? The uh, thought that 
parents might be criminalised, that people who pray might be criminalised? Well, he came out uh, a few days before the Premier and, and gave in principle support to it. I don't know whether Chris Minns or Dominic Perrottet know the devil of the detail of this sort of legislation, but they should because it has been well and truly debated. Uh, but um, nonetheless, they're supporting it. And Neil, it's in. so you've got Labor and Liberal, uh, both as bad as each other on, on this and, and so many other issues. But the context, of course, is Sydney World Pride, which is happening this week. And uh, Sydney, I can tell you is awash with taxpayer-funded um, rainbow and transgender flags all through public railway stations, airports, buses, trains. Um, the, the, the taxpayer is is footing the bill for a massive propaganda campaign for a political ideology that wants to put parents in jail for talking to their children about their gender issues uh, and uh, which is wanting to indoctrinate children and sexualise them through drag queen story times. All this is part of World Pride, and, uh, and uh, the, the marketing campaign is funded in large part uh, by the New South Wales taxpayer, uh, by a government that's presided over by the Liberal Party and, and uh, a Premier who professes to be a Christian. Um, something is terribly broken in our politics when uh, our gatekeepers uh, hold the gate open for this sort of thing. Lyle, you're so well known to our listeners and uh, people trust your voice and so even if you're not elected at the upcoming election, I know that there'll be a good contribution uh, so far as what's going on in New South Wales politics. Now, let's come back to your candidacy because you're standing as an independent candidate. You've got some backing that's coming from Family First, but there's no official party that is registered with the, uh, the Electoral Commission in New South Wales. How are your chances of being elected in an upper house seat does it take a miracle to get you there it, it will take a miracle neil um there is there is a chance uh but it, it is um it's it's a long shot there's no doubt uh, but i feel convicted that uh we need to be running we need to be contributing to the debate and we need to do it as part of the rebuild of family first and um and you just never know you've got to be in the fight to have a chance um, it is disappointing that uh, the New South Wales electoral laws require 16 months to register a party. That's a long time. Uh, and, of course, Family First has only recently been rebirthed. So uh, the party can certainly back me. There's no problem there. But we just can't have the party branding uh, and name on the ballot paper. So it will make it difficult. Uh, but nonetheless, we're in the fight and um, we're wanting to take uh, the fight up to both the Labor Party and the Liberal Party and to make sure that the um, issues like the one we're discussing are discussed because uh, no one else is um, standing up and fighting for these values and fighting for the mums and dads. And um, that's that's what Family First can bring to the political discourse. It's a challenge to become elected. And for those listeners right now, Lyle, who are thinking, well, if I, voted, if I vote for Lyle Shelton, uh, what happens with preferences here? Uh, mm. What is the way that you're standing that would mean people voting for you won't actually waste their vote? Look, that's really important to me, Neil, and um, I've thought a lot about it and I've spoken to the Family First Board about this. But um, what uh, we've decided to do, what I've decided to do is to make sure that uh, in the 
event that I am unsuccessful. Now, I'm hoping and praying and working hard for success, and we've got a lot of good people backing us. Uh, but if I am unsuccessful, I want to make sure my vote is not wasted. I want to make sure that the um, conservative, social, socially conservative Christian vote uh, is not wasted and, and doesn't exhaust. So I'll be suggesting to people that they vote one for the Lyle Shelton group above the line on the New South Wales upper house ballot paper, and then a number two to Mark Latham's One Nation. Uh, now, Mark, uh, his own admission, is not a Christian, but um, I've said this publicly, he's the, the biggest friend of Christians uh, in politics at the moment. He's really fighting hard for religious freedom. He's, he's already in the parliament, of course. He's going for re-election. Uh, and he uh, has also stood up on these gender issues and particularly about getting woke ideology out of schools, and we support that. So... Um, we don't agree on all issues, um, particularly on some of the pro-life issues, but uh, on, on some key issues, there's terrific alignment and I think it's best to have uh, his voice there. If, if I can't get up to join him, uh, then I think we need to make sure that uh, my vote's not wasted and that it does go to someone who was going to fight for many of the same things that, that I'm fighting for. So I'm recommending number two vote for Mark Latham and I hope our supporters will, um, will uh, you know, assist us in that just so that the vote isn't wasted. Well, let me point listeners to the familyfirstparty.org.au website for any detail around Family First and the independent candidacy of Lyle Shelton. There are some important issues, and I know that uh, there'll be a lot of passionate listeners to uh, regular listeners to these conversations around Christians and politics uh, that would love to see a Christian voice uh, in the New South Wales Upper House holding all of the sides to account. Uh, Lyle Shelton, familyfirstparty.org.au, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.